day, everyone. Uh, this is Bailan Mejino at The Leader's Edge, brought to you by Global Dream Makers, where we help you arrange your life and organize it so that your dreams actually can come true. And it happens with alignment with your values and your purpose. So you can create your life by design. Today, we have a very special guest, Evelina Rose, who is a Tantra teacher. She has been a Tantra teacher for 24 years, so I consider her a master teacher. She's a skillful coach in intimacy and communication skills, something we all need. She founded Love Journey, the healing path of Tantra. She's fostering a, a compassionate community, practicing the erotic arts. She has extensively studied body-centered therapies, relationship skills, alternative healing, soul retrieval, and recovery from abuse and addiction. She has deeply spiritual private sessions and includes meta-therapy, couples counseling, tantra, and channeling. Evelina is in Asheville, North Carolina. She was here in the Bay Area for quite some time. And like everyone now, she has been for quite some time working with people by phone and by Zoom nationwide or worldwide. Worldwide. Welcome, Evelina. Mm, thank you. It's delightful to be here. Yes, thank you for coming. I'm so excited to have you on. I, I, I have to say, I've never had a Tantra teacher that I've interviewed before, so this is going to be interesting. Yeah. All right. <laughs> to it. I really am. Um, so why don't we just jump right on in? Uh, we're, today we're going to be talking about communicating effectively and uh, negotiating well, and that is tied very closely to communication. You have chosen uh, the Tantra skills in order to use do the, your communication. How did you choose the work that you're doing now? If you're doing much more than Tantra, but how did you come to this space? Well, I want to say how I came to the work I'm doing, and then Tantra evolved out of it. Um, um, and part of it was that I realized I was helping all my friends and everyone with their issues, and I thought, I want to make that my work. But I didn't have enough training is what I felt. So I took all kinds of classes 43 years ago. And one of them was meeting your spirit guides. And I thought, oh, now I can do it. I'll have someone in the room with me. I can work with spirit doing my private sessions. And that evolved. I added um, massage, which has evolved into energetic healing. And then 24 years, 25 years ago, no, 30 years ago, I felt the need to really improve the relationship I was in. And I took various classes for that, and one of them was Tantra. And I became friends with the Tantra teacher. I never planned to teach it, and I didn't really plan to study it that deeply, but she offered me a free three weeks at her garden estate in Hawaii if I would be a gender balance for her workshop, which was five days. So I wasn't wow. even thinking about what the workshop was about. I was just thinking garden pool, garden pools and, <laughs> and hot tubs and jungle pools. And, and so I got there in the workshop and people started introducing themselves and how their sexual life was. And I went, this is about <laughs> sex. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I couldn't leave. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a trip home. <laughs> so 
So <laughs> I feel like trickster woman, I was about ready to give up on sexuality and that marriage and on the marriage. And I feel like trickster woman went, oh, no, you don't. And she dropped me in this workshop, changed my life. Mm -hmm. So for six days, I was learning how to relate in really healthy ways. And and having experiences of gazing into someone's eyes, heart to heart. And it just shifted everything in me around what intimacy really is. Adding mm -hmm. the heart to it. That's incredible. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, really, what for the I remember the first time I did the gazing. Mm -hmm. So you really get to see how comfortable you are in your skin. Yes. Right? So many people, they can't do it the first time. You know, it takes a while. It takes a while. It to be because you're being seen, right? You're being seen. Which we all want so much. <laughs> but we're not used to. And I think it also takes a while because people don't know where to look or how to look. But it's not about looking. It's about receiving. So mm -hmm. I encourage people to look with the eyes of the heart. And come mm -hmm. sit in your heart. And if everyone's in their heart receiving, everyone gets their needs met. Mm. Oh, I love this. I love this. Yeah. I, you're you're talking. You're touching all of the different areas of the Dream Maker Matrix. Just to let you know. Okay. <laughs> well, that's how why we felt such an affinity when we met. Yes. Yes. So um, you have. Okay. So so how should we? Because I, I know I invited some people, and I know the first thing that they were going to think was, oh, Tantra, I don't know. You know how people are about that. Mm -hmm. We're really here um, looking at it as an integration in the rest of your life. That's right. You know, as a leader in your life, you know, how can you take those, that knowledge, those skills, that way of being that you learn in Tantra and bring that to the rest of your world? Because... You're fully alive at that, in that space, fully yeah. alive. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And also you're, you're present in all your chakras. And what I really enjoy in Tantra is it's a multi-chakrad way of approaching life. And so you're mm -hmm. not leaving out the first and second. You know, that's private. That's only when I'm in the bedroom or whatever. And you're not leaving out the upper chakras. You're linking them all. So you have the full power of your whole system. Mm -hmm. In the West, Tantra is so often associated with sexuality, and it actually does really allow for beautiful sex, mm -hmm. beautiful full-bodied sexuality. But it's a path to enlightenment is what it's really about. Mm -hmm. And it's learning all the ways to really access all of who you are and to bring that to every exchange. And that's so powerful for leaders. And especially for women, especially, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, you talk about something about above the line communication. Can you talk to us a bit about that? Yes, I'd love to. <laughs> what I found in, it's so interesting in the Tantra work is when it gets to communication, people tend to kind of, oh, that's when they take their break or their little nap after lunch or something. So I wanted to evolve a, a way of working with communication that increases the erotic connection between two people. Mm -hmm. And so this communication is working with above the line, and the line is neutral. Mm 
and above the line are ways of speaking that build self-esteem, yours and the other person's. And below the line are ways that diminish self-esteem, yours and the other person's. Mm-hmm. And you can say the same thing above the line that you say below the line. Basically, you take out the negatives. Mm-hmm. And when you take out the negatives, what's left is saying what you want. So mm-hmm. instead of, I can't stand that you always come late, you're going to be saying, I love it when you come on time. I'm so much more available to you when you come on time. Mm-hmm. So we take that above the line communication and then we put it in a love sandwich. That's a valuing statement, your request or feedback, and a valuing statement. So the person can feel that you care about them, and then the request is in that context of love. And then the last valuing statement might be what they would gain from that. Mm. So the um, about coming on time, it might be, you know, I get so excited about when you're coming to see me. And I prepare, and I'm so ready, and I love seeing you. What I notice is when you come on time, you get the full pleasure of that. And when you come late, it fades. And I meet you just trying to handle the forces in my mind. So coming on time is something I'd like to ask, because I think both of us, here's the other slice of love, both of us would gain so much more from our connection if we were to do it that way. Mm. Yes, yes, very true. And I'm not always on time, so <laughs> it's very relevant. Okay, I'll think about that one better. Uh, so how could we, tra- how could we translate that then into um, our other relationships, into our day-to-day relationships? So it's. First, probably asking inside, in your heart, what, what is it I really want here? We tend to go along with things and go along with it because we don't want to upset things, we don't want to make someone angry. And then we, we gather these little irritations and then it all spews out. So we didn't save anything, we, we just lost an opportunity to speak. And so, the sooner you say something, the easier it is. So mm-hmm. it might be um, saying, let's say in a work relationship, that someone could show up better. And you want to say you're not really showing up. Then the above the line would be, what can you say that is a valuing statement that's true? Like you did mm-hmm. a great job on that project last time. And I can see when you're really invested in something, you do, you really know how to do it or you figure it out or whatever. And then I'm seeing these other areas where I don't see the same amount of stuff showing up. And I think if we could work through whatever's behind that, we'd both be a lot happier with our relationship. Mm -hmm. You see it, that second slice lets people see what they would gain, what they would benefit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see. Let me see. But, you know, I find that uh, the thing that I have to really work with people a lot is, number one, figure out what you want. Yes. And then, number two, ask for it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
-hmm. and especially women i think we're taught to go along you know we're mm -hmm. the we're the one behind the throne or whatever those silly things were <laughs> we're taught to just support it and just make it okay but basically we're taught to take it and that diminishes our power the more that we take something or put up with something we don't like the it's kind of like our field narrows when we do that and mm -hmm. so if when something begins that that you're not liking you do check in and get your voice and what we tend to do is to say i'm not willing or i don't or that kind of thing which makes the other person feel worse it's like um i don't like how you're talking to me then they feel criticized and you feel worse because you're having to kind of jump on it but the way it builds self-esteem when you speak early enough is that you're helping them see what they could do and it's helping you find an option mm -hmm. so it might be you know i really want to work with you and, and do the kinds of things that you're asking and i feel if you could talk to me in a kinder voice with a sense of working it out with me that i'd be a lot more able to meet you and i want to meet you on these things mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's connecting the shared desire and then the feedback or the request is in the center. Mm -hmm. Often, if you're if you're sharing what you want, you want to be you want to use I messages. So you're talking about yourself, not you don't, or mm -hmm. I feel you don't, which is not an I message. It's a mm -hmm. critical message, but I feel, I want, or I notice. With people who are more in their head. If you say, I feel, they might say, it's not all about your feelings. Mm -hmm. But if you say, what I notice is, when we're having conversations like this, that when I'm expecting to hear what you want from me, because I want to know that, I tend to get these, these uh, statements that feel judgmental. And I, or I notice that you often will say what, what isn't working for you i think if you shared what is working for you first i'd be i'd be more fertile ground to hear the rest mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i want to hear you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's that's so refreshing it's so refreshing because you know as you were speaking i could feel myself relax mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the communication because I, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, if my husband, former husband, if we had had this conversation, things mm -hmm. might have turned out different, differently. You That's know, right. Be, being able to communicate above the line. Yes. Yes. But how do you do issues, our own childhood triggers? What do you see are some of the things that... Uh, stop people from communicating what they want or what they need? Many things. Uh, for many people that I see in my therapy, my metatherapy practice, their parents didn't want to hear it. Mm. In fact, 
many people grow up and nobody cares and nobody wants to hear what they have to say. The children should be seen and not heard kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I also feel people who are particularly sensitive, especially empaths, mm-hmm. to others around them, it's their level of emotions are a little high and so they don't want to hear it partly because they don't want to feel their own emotions i feel that empaths tend to take on everybody's emotions and then the other people they're going why are you so emotional i'm just being reasonable well yeah you're being reasonable which means your emotions are coming over here and it's challenging not to feel them Mm -hmm. you might know might not say but you probably could say that above the line Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could say, "Let's shall we play with that? Let's let's put that in a love sandwich." So I hear that you'd like me to be less emotional, and I would actually love if I could approach more things with a sense of my emotions inside. Mm-hmm. What I notice is when we're talking about things, when you go very rational, it feels like I'm doing the emotions for both of us. Not sure mm-hmm. if that's true. However, I think if we could meet in a place where you're owning what you feel, then I'll be more able to just own what I feel, and it'll probably feel calmer to you. You want to mm-hmm. try that? That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you see how it's going to playing field and be equal partners here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. got a, a fun twist to it, this kind of communication. Mm-hmm. One of the ones that I often demonstrate is, you know how somebody will touch you uh, forever in the same way, the same place? Mm-hmm. And the above the line might be, I love that you want to touch me. And it'd be wonderful if you take that all the way up my arm. Mm-hmm. Would you just include more by, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. That way I can really feel you. Another version of this is positive request reward. So if you're doing it in the moment, it might be, could you touch more lightly? Oh, that's nice. Even lighter. Oh, I love that. All the places where the nerve endings are close to the skin. It's lovely. Oh, I really love that. And then maybe up my arm. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Because what we tend to do is we might ask for what we want, but we don't let the person know that we got it. And then we ask, and we don't let them know we got it. And we ask again, and we don't give them any feedback. And they go, I can never please you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I keep asking because I like what you're doing. I just never told you, right? That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. If you moan when you like it, you groan, or yes, I like that. If you let the person know if they get the reward, they're going to want the next request because they get the reward. Mm -hmm. It just makes sense. (laughs) Now, is that the same for women and for men? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because because I know there's another woman who speaks about relationships, Mm -hmm. and um, she's. Um, see how shall I say this? She essentially says that for men, it's more important for them to feel like they've 
they can put a mark on the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. You know, for them, it's a, oh, I did it right. Good for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Women aren't really like that. So that's true. And for both genders, for all the genders, if you do something and it feels like you you won, there's a little hit of a brain chemical chemical. Mm -hmm. You know, it just sparks a little um, I think it's serotonin that comes from reaching a goal. It just sparks a little cascade of energy in your brain. So why not feel as good as we can? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> then more of us is available, right? That's exactly <laughs> right. Yes. Because we're not holding all those things that we hold. It's like we're busy handling this knapsack of things we haven't said. And, and when that gets cleared, you can really be in the moment. And that's where all the passion is. It's where all the pleasure is. It's right in current time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how about, um, so so the way that you're saying to communicate is is the way to that you're negotiating to get your needs met, right? So what, yes. um, what can stop people from negotiating, from doing this? I mean, why would they not do it? I think a lot of people, and especially women, they'll take the first negative and stop. And part of negotiation is you stay in the conversation mm -hmm. and you stay above the line. And what you're looking for is a meeting ground. So it may not be exactly what you ask or what they're, they may be saying no to it, but there might be something in something where there is a place you can meet. Mm -hmm. Often, if you ask for something, especially if it's about meeting an emotional need, you might get, it. oh, no, no, I, I don't want to do that, or a negative. And then you continue the conversation. Mm -hmm. I, did an, I did a speech once, and this woman came up, and her husband was one that would leave little things all over the house. <laughs> and so I had her role play him. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I started my love sandwich, she walked off the stage like he would. And I said, sweetheart, you can leave if you wish. And what I'm working on here is how to have more intimacy with you. And I think you'd really like more of that. So I'd love for you to stay in this conversation. <laughs> and then he, so then I shared with him, he was back and I shared it's, you know, I love living with you. I love being with you. And I find the little things you leave all over the house are difficult for me, that they take away from my pleasure of being with you. So I wonder if we could find a better way with that. Because it was just a little thing. And I said, yeah, you're right. It's just a little thing and a little thing and a little thing and a little thing and a little thing. And before long, I'm walking through the house around your little things. And I'm having to negotiate my space around all these little things. And he went, okay, okay, I got it. Well, that's not agreement. I have, right. that's not a full negotiation. That's a capitulation. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, he's got to remember it for a day and that's it probably. Mm -hmm. And so I said, oh, I'm really happy that you're listening and that you understand this is challenging for me. 
And I'm curious what might help you want to do this differently. What would be motivating for you to do mm-hmm. it differently? Mm-hmm. Because I want you to be happy with the change, not just giving into it. So we kept the conversation going. Mm-hmm. And there were like five or six more sentences so that it became something that he could buy into. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. You don't go from one person not getting their needs met to the other person not getting their needs met. And it's really about how can we both get our needs met? That's yes. what the negotiation is for. So mm-hmm. it might be, okay, I'm hearing that what I'm asking won't work, but what could you do? Like, mm-hmm. could you just have certain corners where you leave things? Mm-hmm and some part of the house where I know there won't be anything left. That'd be lovely for me. Mm-hmm. You yes. see, and so you find that common ground. So it's a win-win situation all the way around. That's right. That's mm-hmm. why I call it erotic communication because it actually can increase the eroticism between two people when mm-hmm. both people win. Because they're kind of assuming the other one doesn't care how they want it to be. But mm-hmm. when they realize there is caring and we could do this better, it's kind of like, let's do this more skillfully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to keep all the words above the line. It's so easy to slip down. So I wanted to tell you a practice that I learned really helps, which is okay. watch the thoughts in your own mind because probably you're more negative with yourself than anyone else. and Challenge yourself when you catch a thought to turn it to an above the line thought. Mm -hmm. So you're criticizing yourself and you go, okay, what do I want? And it gets you starting to ask, what what would be above the line? Because that's what you want. Mm -hmm. The below the line is what you don't. Mm -hmm. And you start shifting your internal dialogue. It's easier than to shift it with other people. Yes, but you can't shift their you can't shift their internal dialogue. No. It's been there a lot longer than you have. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so how could we use these tools with people who don't know them? Do we have to teach everybody? <laughs> Not necessarily. It's it's easiest when both people learn it. And I think once people learn it, it's nice to see if your partner's willing to learn at least some of it. Mm-hmm. With people who don't know it, like in a work situation, you still do your best at speaking above the line. And mm-hmm. if they go to the negative, you just you do what you can to keep bringing them to the positive. That's where I use the prayer, God, Goddess, guide my words, my thoughts, my actions. So I really invite spirit to help me find the way to speak that might work for this person. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, give me the clue here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And what I notice is when I stay above the line, even if the other person doesn't, I get to feel good about how I did the communication. Mm -hmm. And if I stay in the negotiation, even if they're being less kind than I want to be, I get to feel good about the fact I stayed in the negotiation. I kept advocating for my needs. So part of this, too, I think, is 
arriving at the place where you're satisfied when you meet your goals, when you live the way you want to live. You're inner-directed rather than outer-directed. If you're outer-directed and they're not happy with your new communication style or they're not responding, then you feel like you failed. But if you're inner-directed, you can succeed even if they don't fully respond because mm-hmm. you've done what you wanted to do. You've been had integrity with the way you want to be with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Darn. I didn't write down my question. It just went... <laughs> Bring that back. Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> you know, when people say, I forgot what I was going to say, what I do inside, and this part of my leadership is, I go, remember, remember, help me remember, remember. And it so often happens, they do. Yes, yes. It's there. It's there. I just need to access it again. Hmm. Okay, so the people who don't know these skills, and, and well, you know what I find? What I find is that people have to think that their getting their needs met is important, mm-hmm. which means they are important. Right. And I think that's where they run into problems. Mm-hmm. They start to they start off by assuming that the other person doesn't really have their best in mind. Mm-hmm. That the other person just wants to win, or it gets competitive. Mm-hmm. What do you do in that kind of situation? How do you turn that around? I again, I feel if you're staying in the positive, mm-hmm. then there's less competition. Mm-hmm. I might I might name what I'm noticing. I might say. I think we've come to work out a way for us to do this seminar together, whatever it is. And I really want us to find a way of working that feels good to both of us. Mm -hmm. So I want you to know I care about your opinions, and I think we can do this in a way where you feel cared about and I feel cared about. Because I think we both have a lot to offer to this, and I'm excited about what you bring. And I'd love for you to enjoy what I bring as well. So I've Very just nice. taken us into a garden from that weed patch. <laughs> <laughs> it's really coming from that higher space, mm-hmm. inviting them to meet you up there. That's right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I did about two years of changing my inner dialogue, mm-hmm. just challenging myself to be above the line. And it took that long to shift it. I had a great critic, and (laughs) I could put anyone down and make it funny. (laughs) So the more that I've shifted my dialogue, the easier it is for me to do this with someone else. Mm -hmm. So I kind of assume if someone keeps going negative with me, they've got an awful thing going on in their head. They Mm -hmm. probably listen to negative voices all the time. So Mm -hmm. I would like to bring a spot of light to it. And I may not, it may not change anything. I have to let go of an agenda of now they're going to do it right because the next sentence out of their mouth will probably be negative. That's where they live. And I do my best to help make it, make it easier. 
The other thing I want to say, if you are with someone who <clears throat> knows this language system, you want to be thoughtful to use it as a tool because our tools can become our bludgeons. And the mm -hmm. tool is, I'd love to hear what you have to say. I think I could hear it better if you take it above the line. Would you be willing to find a way to say what you want? Then I, then I think I'll be able to hear you. The bludgeon is, would you take that above the line? <laughs> <laughs> you know how to do it better than that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm talking above the line. Why aren't you? <laughs> That's an excellent way to get the person to never want to use the tool. <laughs> so I also think that you cultivate kindness. You cultivate being kind with yourself and recognizing we really are doing the best we can. And a lot of people are walking around with wounds and negative voices and, you know, they're tormented. And so if I just at least bring kindness to the situation, the situation improves. Mm -hmm. yeah, the compassion. Yeah. Yeah. They've got their own demons. Mm. And if you're interdirected, you're able to go, huh, I wonder what this person needs. What's going on over there? If you're out of directed, it's why are you talking to me like that? Mm -hmm. You know, we take it personally. If, if our agenda is to get their approval, then we take what is coming at us personally and we're in defense mode. Right. But if we're really here, self-focused, self-centered self, self in a good way, coming from mm -hmm. our core, speaking from our heart, that we can look at that behavior and go, whoa, hmm, guide my words, my God, my words, my thoughts, my actions. How do I, how do I be with this? Mm -hmm. So we're, we're resourced. And that's part of what I learned from Tantra was how to be in my chakras so I could be resourced when I'm dealing with people. Mm -hmm can always stay centered, stay centered and grounded. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the things that people can do? What kinds of practices can they do to learn how to, how to communicate this way? Well, the one, one of them is changing the thoughts in your mind. You can mm -hmm. also go back over um, let's say you had a conversation with someone and, and it went poorly and there was a lot of negativity. You can meditate, get centered and grounded and rework the conversation yourself mm -hmm. and re, 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 in a way rewrite history. So you go mm -hmm. in and what could I have said and how could I have taken that above the line? And Well then they came back with that. How could I have responded above the line? So mm -hmm. you rehearse it, you play with it inside. Mm -hmm. I think it's easiest to practice it with people who want to learn it too. Mm -hmm. And um, that way, both of you can kind of guide each other. Mm -hmm. in, the, in the workshops, I do it in threes because I'll have someone role play a situation or work out a real one. But you also, it's really valuable to have a witness who's able to say, could you say that a little more kindly, or could you take that above the line? 
because you're busy trying to think of what to say and somebody is witnessing. So to enroll a couple people in practicing it with you would be a lovely way to do it. So what do you do if, if the other person simply doesn't get with the program? <laughs> that they're not shifting, they're digging in their heels or they're not interested. What do you do with that? And I'm thinking in a work situation as, a, as opposed to your intimate relationship. In a work, a work situation where you've attempted to communicate above the line and you've attempted to be kind and compassionate, you've attempted to step into their shoes and understand where they're coming from, you, but there's just nothing happening. What do you do? It depends on how important the situation is to being effective. One thing I might do is between meetings, I would probably pray about it. And I might have a conversation with their higher self and say, mm -hmm. what's, what's this about? I'm getting a lot of resistance. Can you tell me what need is trying to get met by that resistance? And is there a way of working with your incarnation that would work better than this? Mm -hmm. So I get a little consult with their higher <laughs> self or their soul before I go back in. Um, and sometimes in this situation, I might say, hmm, you know, I really feel there's a meeting ground here somewhere and we're struggling to find it. Mm -hmm. But I want to name that I feel there's some, there's some way that we could both get our needs met and work together. And I'm curious mm -hmm. if you're willing to keep exploring that with me. Mm -hmm. One of the things about communication is you have to get agreement on the other side that we're having a conversation before it to be effective. Yeah. So up to that point, you're probably not really having a conversation because nothing's getting into the other person. So you see if you can enroll them in a conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and then I might ask, what might that look like to you? Or maybe I'd love to share with you how that would look to me, and I'd love to hear how that might look to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's okay. the negotiating well, is that you don't necessarily leave. You, mm -hmm. you find another way. You might shift the conversation to something else while inside you're thinking. What could I ask for? What might work? Mm -hmm. But you stay in it. Yeah. And if there's if there's a, a conundrum, you name it. Mm -hmm. Because you're both working on something together. That's why you're in this meeting. Mm -hmm. And so, in a sense, you're you're calling on the bigger picture, and saying, you know, I know we ha I really get it. We have differences of opinion. And I honor that, and I honor that you feel how you do. And I also know that we're meant to work together here. Mm -hmm. So I feel that we want to somehow work, work on evolving a working relationship where we both feel heard and we both feel our needs are met. Mm -hmm. Would you be willing to explore that with me? If I they can't say, imagine I'm not saying yes. <laughs> and I just can't imagine it because everything that you're saying is has 
has um, an un, has a, an acknowledgement of where they are, and and an invitation to meet somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. where where you're both winning, where you're both getting what you want. You just need to understand what that is. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, they may may understand they need to be approached differently, or that there's something about how you say certain things that are triggers. If you know they're triggers, you can walk around them. You don't need to relate in that same way. But it gets them looking inside instead of pushing away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and people, some people and will still asking, say no. Pardon? And just by asking the way that you're or setting up a communication that way, you're... Um, you're making it possible for them to start to think in that way also. Yes. Um, yeah. You're giving them an example of how to think of themselves mm-hmm. and how, much less how to communicate. But really, oh, I do have these needs. This person is telling me that I have needs that I need to figure out what are those needs. That's <laughs> right. Know? And it matters to them because yes. they may never have had anyone who wanted to know. Mm. But the Mm -hmm. fact it matters to them. And the interesting thing in naming the conundrum or naming a here that fears come up for you when we talk about that, when people feel what they're saying is heard, they can get on to the next piece of the conversation. Mm -hmm. If you don't reflect it or let them know you hear them, they'll keep saying the same thing over and over. And I Mm -hmm. see that a lot in arguments among couples Mm -hmm. is they're both just hammering their point but if you slow down and, and reflective listening mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying is this did I get it and you make sure they're totally heard mm-hmm. you do that both ways then we go to another level we get past mm-hmm. that that roadblock of being right. heard and you know people are scared of being seen but they really want to be seen they want to be heard they want to mm-hmm. be understood so when you let them know, I see you, I hear you, I understand, it mm-hmm. just opens their heart. And then you're able to talk because hearts do better than minds in figuring things out. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's so much clearer. It's clearer when you, when you speak in your heart. Yes. And it's less complicated. It's less complicated. Hearts are succinct. <laughs> they really are. And the heart math people have learned there's a lot more neuronal pathways with the heart than the brain. So mm. there's a, a new song, Think with the Heart and Feel with the Mind. Mm. So I feel the heart can really process a lot more. The 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 brain, or the conscious mind kind of tries to put things together in a reasoning way, but the heart holds the gestalt. Mm-hmm. And so it's able to hold the bigger picture about the person. And then it can speak right to what wants to said, wants to be said. Mm-hmm. It's more succinct and often more on target. There you go. There you go. And then you just align the thoughts, the words, and the actions. You're golden. Yes, yes. <laughs> And with someone that's that you're intimate with, you can say, well, I'm hearing what you're saying, and I'd love for us to take a moment 
and drop into our hearts and see what our hearts want to say to each other about this. Mm-hmm. And that's that eye gazing, seeing each other from the center of the heart I learned from Tantra. Because mm-hmm. when the hearts speak, things are easier, much easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have less to have to say, really. Really. Because you don't have to explain. You don't have to explain. It's just this is mm-hmm. what is. This is what I want. And you don't need to justify. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is what turns most people off, is justifying or or defending. But the mm-hmm. heart just says, the heart might say, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we lose our ouch. But it's it's one of those things that can get everyone to stop. Oh, well, I don't mean to hurt you. I know you don't. Mm-hmm. And then you take it above the line. There you go. Mm-hmm. I know that both of us would really like to speak in ways that support feeling good about ourselves and about each other. Mm-hmm. And I want us to, I would love for us to explore how we can do that. It'd be a great journey to do with you. Mm-hmm. Second slice of love. That's yeah. what we leave off is is that valuing at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good, very good. All right, a lot for me to think about. I <laughs> learned a lot today at Evelina. I did. Wonderful. I was thinking through things like, okay, so that's what I did wrong back then. And that's Because, you know, I'm looking at it for myself, right? What am I learning? How can I reflect and look at, well, okay, how could I have done it differently, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Might have had a different outcome. (laughs) It might have been. It's a good thing to go redo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So before I ask my last question, are there any other things you'd like to share with us? We're in, a, we're in a crazy, changing time. <laughs> we are. Crazy, changing time. When COVID hit, I just heard elders to the fore. And I've been doing channeling with the Council of Twelve for 40, 37 years. So I started doing Facebook Live channelings. And they were going to be 75 minutes, 45 minutes, and they became an hour and a half, two hours. I wanted to offer all the wisdom I had to the world. And that's evolved into something I call satsang. Because I think our wisdom keepers need to make ourselves available to help guide people through these challenging times. And to me, it's a matter of, you know, I post things on Facebook, I do some videos. I did one this week, feel the fear and do it anyway. (laughs) It was about when I started my private practice and I was way too scared to Mm. feel like I could could work with, you know, being a therapist. And a friend said, I think you've got three choices. You can get over your fear and have the experience. You could stay afraid and not do it and miss out. Or you can stay afraid and do it. And that's fine with me. I was co-leading something with him. So I did it scared. And I... My first experiences with group therapy, I was scared every time, Mm -hmm. but I stayed in it. And Mm -hmm. so I just did that video and some teaching about 
making friends with our fear not letting it run us <laughs> so that's kind of my what i'm doing i also got my whole website recreated to offer my legacy of 43 years of being a therapist and being so many years of channeling so there's i think eight free videos and three or four free audio meditations on my website evelinarose.com i'm sorry evelinarose.com is the website okay website evelinarose.com yeah and it's e-v-a-l-e-n-a even my friends misspell it So I'd love to have people just go enjoy those resources. And mm-hmm. I think there's there are some some teachings by video that will help people feel better being an empath. There's one about skills for an empath in a troubled world mm-hmm. and um, creating what they want. There's a whole series on femifesting. Want to hear what femifesting is? No, what is? I I've heard that. Now remind me what it is. Well, manifesting is creating something, and you go from here to there. The yeah. feminine works with the gestalt, and so femifesting is you call in the brightest, clearest, most possible future, and you go sit in it, and let your future self tell you what's going on and how she got there, or he got there, and and how certain issues were worked out and then you merge with that future self and then with the guides help pour that wisdom into now Mm. you're setting an anchor in the future that draws you draws your life to it so the one on wealth and prosperity is free on the website if people want to try it out beautiful beautiful yes i love that Put the anchor in the future and then let it draw you forward. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And it works with your quantum self because meditations get you totally in now. With, then we have our full power. When we go on our quantum self into the future, we can really bring that energy back. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because there is no time, right? There is no <laughs> time. That's right. Mm-hmm. And if the future is better, borrow from the future. Why not? sometimes in the channeling we'll borrow from a lifetime where someone has been a priestess and already knows these skills they're trying to learn you can call it in from your being Mm -hmm. and I've even had people even had experiences where someone borrows from a lifetime where they were loved from the moment they were born Mm -hmm. and we invite Divine Mother to bring that in and hold them and help them create that as their reality mm-hmm. you know there's not just there's no time but there's also all of eternity to learn from and and gather resources from and the thing i love about the channeling work is i get to play in the cosmos with people and we constantly find another way to support people in the healing that they're wanting yeah really bringing in all the dimensions Mm -hmm. in in helping them well this has been fascinating Evelina thank you so much I have one more question okay Um, if if you could speak to the world's leaders 
not just the ones at the top of the governments, but everyone who who really feels and has embraced that they are the leader of their world, right? Um, if you could give them a message, what would you tell them? I would tell them within your being, within your heart is everything you need to know. You're part of something more vast than yourself. Mm -hmm. And you can access wisdom, you can access understanding by tuning into your own soul, tuning into your light, and allowing yourself to be guided. So you don't need to know everything that you need to know, but to, to recognize you can access what you need to know and to lead from your heart. If you lead from your heart, you'll always be on your path. And all the resources you need for these roles are on that path, the path of the heart. So let your passion guide you and take time to listen, take time to, to be in your heart, take time to let spirit talk to you because the guidance you need is available to you if you show up to receive it. And then receive it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So you have um, your satsang every month? How often do you do? Once a month on the fourth Thursdays. And mm -hmm. it's satsang with me and the Council of Twelve. And it's a membership series. You can come one time, any one time if you want. But we do invite people into the membership series because that way they start building connection with other people. And we get into this liminal place where we're all supporting each other and bringing through wisdom beyond even my experience. Mm -hmm. So the building of community is a part of it. And there's a Facebook group and there's a wonderful sign up uh, thing of uh, about a 20-minute meditation on activating the new human. Oh. And so people in the membership get these kind of, of goodies every month or so that mm -hmm. help us evolve into more of our own multidimensional nature. So it's an evolving community. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. The next one is March 25th, mm -hmm. and it's noon to 2 Eastern and 9 to 11 Pacific. And Ferris, okay. it's six to eight. Ferris? <laughs> I, I love someone, that. Yeah. Well, I have someone from Marseille, France, who almost always comes. Oh, nice. And nice. I, I really do work with people from many, many, many countries. I love that. Mm -hmm. I was even before COVID, or even, you know, before I moved and went so much online. And now it's even more so. Yes. Yes. So the whole world has opened up and is ready. I think they're really ready to make the shift. And they're, they're looking for teachers like you and me. They're looking for teachers to help them gather tools that they need to navigate the unknown because we are heading into the unknown. We're in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the Internet and all the Zoom stuff, has hooked up the global brain, which we've been working on for a while. I think it's our role 
to connect the global heart. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. You are. <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> All right, Evelina. Thank you ever so much for for this lovely time and for all your sharing and your gentle wisdom. Very profound. I, I'm going to have to listen to this several times because there are so many nuggets. I mean, I took <laughs> I took lots of notes. You know? <laughs> oh, great! I took lots of notes. So, um, yes, wonderful. And I know that you're going to be joining us for our summit, which is um, starting. March 22nd. We're actually beginning with you. Oh, lucky me. <laughs> We're beginning the summit with you, and it's all about mindset. It's mm -hmm. about helping our leaders to look at different areas of their lives from, you know, really from the mindset, starting there. Starting mm -hmm. there. Yes. So looking forward to, uh, to your talk. You're going to be talking about... Uh, living as an empath you know leaders living as an empath in this crazy world yeah yes. everything's upside down <laughs> but you know it's i always say you know people say oh i hate moving well okay the physical moving i don't care so much for however the unpacking and rearranging and creating a new space mm -hmm. i love it yes and that's kind of where we are you know we're we're in the truck. Yeah, <laughs> we're in the truck. We're coming up to the driveway. We can see the house, uh -huh. and you know, have to start thinking about okay, where am I going to put the boxes? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful analogy. Yeah, <laughs> and we're in it together. Yes, I I feel that there there's a globalization of caring that's evolving and that we really want to be supporting each other and and knowing that none of us have been here before so we all get to unpack boxes we all get to rearrange <laughs> and hopefully we only brought what we wanted to bring along <laughs> right <laughs> it's one of the parts i, I love about the package behind <laughs> yeah. things i love about moving actually it's a good metaphor of you get rid of a lot of stuff when you move, hopefully. Yes, most of the time. <laughs> well, thank you, Evelina. It has been a pleasure. It has mm. been a pleasure. We will have you on again. Great. Is that okay? Excellent. Yes. It's a we'll joy to be here with you. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, everyone, this has been Evelina Rose um, from evelinarose.com. And... Um, and Love Journey. You're also from Love Journey, the Healing Path of Tantra. Mm -hmm. You have several different things. I will I will list all of it in the notes, um, in the notes and in the uh, in the post when I go ahead and post the the replay. Great. Looking forward to letting people know more about your work right. and going to your satsang. Sounds wonderful. All right. Thank you so much. Thank Bless you. you.